Welcome back to Going Solo. And in this episode, this is another one of our grounding episodes. What I want to do is make sure that before we jump into the training, before we jump into the things I want you to do in your business, I want to make sure that you understand and get a perspective on what I kind of call the going solo mentality. Because as a solopreneur, as a person that's really kind of the main source of activity, information, ideas, project management, all of those things and all those hats that you wear, what I want you to kind of think about as you're getting started with this podcast, no matter if you're starting next with episode one or you're starting with episode 20 as an example, what I want to do is make sure that you're coming in with the right kind of mental perspective. I want to make sure that when you're starting, we have you grounded on the things that I really believe are the best way to build your business for success. And the number one thing that I want to talk about when we talk about that mentality is that when you're building your business, I want you to build a business that allows you to take care of yourself. I don't want you to have this tug of war between what you're working on and what needs to get done and the priorities you have in your personal life and things that are popping up or things that you want to do that everything becomes this kind of one versus the other where it's a question of, well, I can't do this because of that. Now, yes, we have to do what's most important. We have to do what's most impactful. But what I don't want to happen is there's always this natural feeling that work is either encroaching on your personal life or what we're doing is we're saying, I'm going to grind it out. I'm going to work really hard. It's okay. What I'm going to do and what I'm going to, I guess, kind of how I'm going to approach this is basically I'm going to say, I'm just going to keep working. I'm going to work late because one day it's all going to be better. One day it's all going to be fixed. And what I find is for a lot of people is they don't realize that when you're starting your business, you're forming the habits. You're forming the culture. You're really deciding the way you want to run your business. And I don't think it's smart to think that We're going to have all these bad habits. We're going to manage our business in any old way. We're going to stay up till 2 a.m. We're going to work through all the weekends now. And then one day we're going to stop. And what happens is most of the time, the reason we stop is by force. We stop because we get frustrated. We get angry. We're disappointed or we're not feeling like we're getting the return on all the time we're putting in. And I don't want you to get to that frustration phase. I don't want you to build your business so that we're built on kind of what you don't want to do or what is driving you crazy or what's upsetting you. I want you to have a business that's an inspirational business. I want you to have things that you're managing, you're working on that get you excited. Now, I don't want to make it sound like it's all rosy. Running a business and especially doing it as an individual running the business, it can be hard. It can be a lot of work. There's a lot of stretch There's a lot of experiences that you're going to have to go through. There's going to be some ebbs and flows. So I don't want to make it sound like things are just going to be great and things are going to be easy and wonderful. There are things that come with kind of the role, come with the approach to running a business. 
So because of these things, what I want you to do is build your business from the beginning or from this point forward with the structure that built, that really sets you up for success, that sets things up so that you can have that balance. And what that means is number one, figuring out things you're going to be doing to take care of yourself. Figuring out things you're going to incorporate into kind of your standard week as a way to really kind of recharge and reset. And I mean this in a more formal way. So what is the, what is that thing that kind of helps you feel like you again? What is that thing that helps you when you're having a bad day, when you're feeling a little bit off, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? What are those things that really help you kind of find your center again? And what I want you to do in this episode is I want you to write down what at least one of those things will be. Now, for some people, it's a very light touch. It's a light thing. They like doing yoga. So yoga is their thing. They do it in the morning. They do it throughout the week. I think that's great. For other people, they might want something more fancy. Maybe you go out to dinner once a week. Um, Maybe you hang out with friends once a week. Maybe you get some time on the weekend to read because you love to curl up with a good book. That's great. Maybe you're a person that likes to explore. So you like to do things like go hiking. Maybe you like to do kind of weekend trips, something that breaks up the monotony. So it doesn't have to be something small or big. It doesn't have to fit in a certain box. What I want you to do is find out for you What is that thing that you're going to use to help you recharge? And it should be something that you're going to do at least on a weekly basis. Now, it can rotate through two or three different things. But what I want this to be is something that's almost a commitment to yourself that you're absolutely going to do. Now, you're going to have other stuff going on. So hopefully you have other projects, activities, other things in your life that are helping you get that balance and, you know, adding that spice and fun to your life. So I'm not trying to make this the be all and end all. What I'm trying to do is help you establish in your business kind of a routine and ritual around helping you mentally and in some cases maybe physically, depending on the type of business that you have, reset every week as you move forward. Now, for some people, it's gonna be a weekday thing. Some people, you're gonna do it multiple days a week. Some people, it's a big splash on the weekend. Um, I know for me, there's certain things that I'll do on the weekends that prepare me for the week, which are a part of my kind of reset ritual or regime, I would probably say. So all I want you to do is start thinking about what that thing is and write it down. Now, I'm also going to ask you to share it in the comments only because if you're willing to, don't want to put anybody on the hot seat. But what I always like to do is hear what are those things that are important to you? Because as we move forward in this training, as we move forward with kind of giving you support, what I'm going to do is use these kind of items that some of you are using to help you reset. I'll use those as examples in future episodes. So the more I know about what you're doing, 
the more I can incorporate. So I'd love to see what you guys are thinking in your comments. I'm also going to ask you to write this down in your worksheet that is accompanying this episode. All right. The other thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about having time off. When you're a solopreneur, it can feel like you're always on in your business. And what can happen is we start this kind of default approach to our work life where we kind of feel like there's always an opportunity. There's maybe that next big thing could happen at any point in time. So therefore, we allow ourselves to kind of fall into this kind of on-call mentality. Therefore, we're taking phone calls any time of the night. Therefore, we're booking meetings all crazy times of the day. Therefore, we feel like we have to be accessible, available. We're picking up our phone. We're checking our messages all the time, all day. Now, for some people, you're in maybe a career. Maybe you're in a life that things are changing minute by minute. Um, And I don't want to make it sound like I want you to take your phone and you know, lock it away for two hours or four hours. That's not what I mean. What I want you to do is kind of make sure we're managing that culture around feeling like we always have to respond to everything. We always have to be available to everyone. So while you may check your phone on the weekends, while you may check your phone at night or first thing in the morning, I personally don't have a problem with that, with just checking in and making sure nothing's on fire. I think that's a good thing to do. But what I want you to do is also get into the habit of making sure that you pump the brakes and that you're not working through an entire weekend. You're not working all day long. So therefore you're working at six in the morning, you're responding to emails and 12 o'clock at night, you're responding to emails. I want you to set your work hours and I want you to kind of stick to it. Doesn't mean you won't have an exception. Doesn't mean once in a while you might not work late, but what I want you to do is anything that's communication externally, anything that is travel or any of those things, I want you to set some guidelines that you want to live by. And the reason I want you to do this is as a solopreneur, you're constantly making these commitments to yourself. You're constantly trying to negotiate really with you kind of as the boss of what you should be doing, what you should be focused on, how you should be moving forward, what's okay, what's not okay. And that's kind of the hard part about being a solopreneur because you don't have that boss, that partner, maybe even sometimes that team that can reflect on when you're inbounds and out of bounds, I think it's so important that as an, as a solopreneur, that you sit down and say, where are my boundaries? Where are the time that I'm going to reserve for me? Where is the time that I'm going to reserve for my family? And literally writing that down. So in your worksheet, we have a couple of kind of items in there that I want you to start to document. Now, I know this is going to be a work in progress. This isn't something, especially for many of you, maybe been running your business for a while and you might be struggling with this. You might be like, that's one of the reasons I signed up for this. I'm working crazy hours and I'm tired of it. 
And I completely understand. So we're going to work through it. This is not the only time that we're going to talk about this. But what I want you to do is start that process. I want you to start writing down what makes sense. And then what we'll do in other episodes is we'll talk about how you implement it, how you keep this in place. I'll even probably share in a future episode kind of my schedule and how I really had to continue to rework my schedule to make sure that I had that time. And one tip I'm going to give as a way for you to start to get there, one way that when I was completely just tied to my schedule and things were just so out of control is when I didn't designate specific days for specific activities. And don't worry, we'll go through this in another podcast or episode, I should say, in detail. But what I was doing is every day I was just working on anything and everything, working on emails, working on projects, working on client um, activities, having meetings, everything was just in free fall. And what I started to do in a way to kind of get back in control of my schedule and allow me to have downtime in a sense was when I decided I was going to have one day during the work week that I do not have meetings. Now, this is really important for anyone out there that's a coach, that's a trainer, anyone that has a lot of meetings. You're like constantly managing a schedule where people are trying to meet with you at one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. Um, now, for some of you, you may have that scenario if you're not a coach, a trainer, advisor, or someone like that um, as well. So if this applies to you, definitely, I want you to implement this. But I find this is really important for people who are much more schedule bound for their clients is that you should have a day that you don't meet with anyone. And the reason being is you need a break. We talked about earlier that taking care of you break, you need the same thing when it comes to meetings. Meetings can tax you. Meetings can really wear you down because when you get on a call with a meeting, with a meeting with a client, when you get on a call and you have to do an interview, getting on a call or sitting down and you're teaching someone, coaching someone, training someone, helping someone, often you're using all of your energy. You're often going all in because you're dedicated. You're really trying to make sure that you're supporting your community, your clients, your prospects. So what tends to happen during meetings, I find, is they're almost like, it's almost like I'm using a lot of that like fight or flight adrenaline kind of feel when I go into those meetings. And what I find is being in adrenaline mode every single day of the week or having to bounce between adrenaline mode for like two hours, then I got to work on a project, then going back into adrenaline mode, what happens is I'm yo-yoing myself. I'm constantly kind of bouncing between these two and three different speeds. And what I find for you to be the most efficient in your business, especially as a solopreneur, is to have days that you don't have to ramp up. Days you don't have to go in for that adrenaline mode. Days that you can set aside where you can have a clear head. Days that you can brainstorm. Days that you only work on projects and so forth. Now, like I said, I'll talk in more detail about different types of days and how to kind of break up your days. But I probably would say one of the big takeaways and one of the things I really would like you to think about implementing sooner rather than later is having a day that does not have meetings. And I mean meetings for everyone. So even if you're not someone who people are booking on your calendar, if you have meetings with suppliers, meetings with wholesalers, meetings with 
other people, what I want you to do is pick a day that you don't have those meetings. You don't have to prepare for those meetings. You don't have to send follow-up notes and activities and so forth. And I highly recommend picking one day a week and being consistent with it. Now, if that's super terrifying you, you're like, wait, how could I not have a day? I have way too many meetings. What I would recommend then is start with a half day. And then you'll start to work your way there. Because sometimes I find you have to feel the benefit of what it's like to not have a meeting day or not have a day with no meetings that you start to realize, oh my goodness, I'm really productive on those days. I really can get a lot done. I'm really able to reset myself. And until I did it, a lot of times I kind of you know, went back and forth on, ah, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should be flexible. More days a week makes it easier. I don't have such stressful days. And what I found is if I had meetings all the time, I had stressful weeks regardless. So why not put myself in the driver's seat and control my schedule and control when are my stressful days and when are not my stressful days. So then that way I wasn't being kind of stressed by the meeting, the grind, um, the gruel, grind I probably is a better way to say it, of being um, always available and always in meetings and activities. All right. And then the other thing I want to talk about as we're getting that mentality together is I want to talk about planning. I want you to start to think about where you're going to be six months from now, 12 months from now, as you're moving forward in this really course and the reason I want you to think about that now and start jotting down ideas is I want you to start to get that mentality going of where you start to look to the future. For some of us, when we're running businesses, we're so caught up in the day-to-day. -day. We're so caught up in what's not working. We're so caught up into the problems that we can't look out into the future. We can't see where and what things would look like if this was better. We can't kind of envision what things would look like if our business was able to solve this issue or help this many customers or grow to this, this rate. And because we can't see that grass, that greener grass on the other side, because we are not seeing that sunshine come up in the future, we can get bogged down by our current state. And what I want to do is make sure that we have that pretty picture outlined so that when you have a difficult day, you know what you're doing it for. When things are getting tough, you know the work that you're doing where it should take you. Or if you're starting to struggle and you're starting to find that you're not getting the results, we can do a step back. We can get away from the task of the moment of the day and sit back and say, well, wait a minute. Is what I'm working on this week? Has what I've been working on for the last two weeks, are they getting me to this destination? Are they getting me to where I wanted to be six, from, six months from now? Are they getting me to where I wanted to be 12 months from now? Or are there work that should be done, but they're not really helping me get closer? What they're doing is they're almost potentially pushing out my ability to get to that 12 month goal. And I know that may be a lot to unpack. So I don't want you to feel like I'm giving you 
all the keys right now. Um, and this is intentional because this is just about mentality. What I really want you to start to think about and realize is that there are going to be things that you're doing in your business that don't really move your business forward. They're just stuff that has to get done. There's things we have to do like payroll, like taxes, like accounting. Um, there are things we have to do like updating plugins on our website. Um, there are things we do around sometimes even branding that are things that have to get done. Yes, in the grand scheme of things, they all help the business, but they're not necessarily the express lane that helps you get to where you need your business to be six months and 12 months from now. And what we need to make sure is that when you're thinking about what do I work on, when you're thinking about what am I going to take action on this week, what am I going to take action on this day? Those things start to be framed around. Am I at least working on one thing that's in that fast lane, that unlocks that fast lane, that helps you get to that place you want to be six months and 12 months from now? Now, when we talk about that place, what does that mean? What does it look like? The place that you're really trying to get to is you're trying to get to a place, and I like to break it up into three criteria. Um, you may find you want to use different criteria. That's perfectly fine. But I love to use these three criteria because I feel like it's a nice, well-rounded way to think about your business, to think about where you want to go, especially when you are a solo-based business. When you're a little bit bigger business, you have a smaller team, three, four, five, six people, um, and even larger, I shape the goals a little bit differently. I shape the process a little bit differently. But when it's just one person, I tend to do things in a more streamlined fashion because let's face it, you don't have a lot of great, lot of time. So when I think about where you're going six months from now, 12 months from now, and the reason I say six and 12, the reality is I want you to have a destination 12 months from now. That's really where I want you to be. I want you to clearly know what that is. I want you to clearly know what that date is. So it doesn't just keep moving. It's not a, a rolling six months from now. It's literally we pick a start date and then we pick your 12 month date. It could be on a calendar year. So it could be January to December um, or it could be on a fiscal year or it could just be in a rolling year. Meaning you started this podcast and from today, 12 months forward is now your new anniversary in a sense in your business. Um, and we set that up. I say six months because I know for some people planning's a little tricky, a little stressful, what I'm asking them to do. You're feeling like, Ooh, Stephanie, you're rubber banding me. I might pop and I don't want you to pop. So I say you can start with six months if you haven't done this before, but after you've completed your first six months of planning, then I want you to go back to a 12 month plan. Okay. So that's why I say six to 12 months. So let's talk about where do you want to be? Like I said, what does that look like? What's the picture look like? And the pretty picture is really looking at your, your business from a financial standpoint. Where do you want to be 12 months from now? Professionally, where do you want to be right now? This can be about yourself, your professional skills, your exposure, your visibility. And then the last piece is around business impact. So this can be impacting your community and your world. This could be money that you donate. This could be community events that you sponsor. Maybe it's even being doing a give back program for your business where you're able to donate meals, you're able to donate products, you're able to donate classes, any of those things that you want to do. Or it can be an impact 
that your business has on your customers or clients. Because when we start our businesses, we know sometimes that we want to build that big thing, that big coaching program, that fitness concept for this type of customer. But sometimes we have to start somewhere. So when you think about the impact, you might want to take someone from A to Z. However, in the next six to 12 months, we're just going to build the capability so you can take a customer from A to G. Because we want to get that success from A to G, make that A to G transition amazing, great. Customers just love you. The price point's perfect. The process works. The marketing works and so forth. Then you can expand your product offering to A to Z. I hope that makes sense. Let me know if you guys have any questions about what I mean by that in the comments. I'll make sure that um, I respond or drop a bonus episode to explain. All right. So those are your three areas. Now, when it comes to financially, one small kind of tidbit I want to give you is I want you to think about financially, what does that number look like for you? What is that number? Because there's a number of the revenue your business has to bring in, but there's a different number as far as what you want to take home as kind of an employee of your business in a sense. Um, What does that number look like? Because there's money that has to come in. There has to be expenses that are taken out. There has to be money that has to be sent to you or given to you for payment. And then you need money that gets reinvested into the business. So there are some kind of moving pieces when we talk about the money. And don't worry, I already have a episode planned out to talk all about the money. So we'll dig into that in detail. But what I wanted to talk about today when I talk about kind of that financial piece is I want you to understand or I want you to, I guess, document how much you want to make. How much money do you need to make in the next six months or 12 months? And I don't mean ideal. I don't mean, yes, if I had a money tree in the backyard, what would that number be? I would really say, where do you need to be in your business? What kind of financial numbers do we need to be at? Especially if you're replacing a current job or a previous job. If you're thinking about this business that you're building or you've been building is going to be a transition. So maybe you're still working full-time or part-time and this business is hopefully going to ramp up a little bit so you can move into it. Whatever that approach is, I want you to write that down. And what I want you to do, and you'll see it in your notes for this episode is I want you to write down where you are today, where you want to be in six months and where you want to be in 12 months. And I want an actual number. It can be a monthly amount that you make, or it can be annual. Personally, I like to say monthly because it makes it feel a little bit more tangible, but I want you to write down that number because that's going to be key. And remember, this is the first time you're doing it. Or for some of you, maybe you have it already laid out. And if that's the case, I just want to make sure before you start, You pull out that sheet, if you've already done it before in the planning, get some of that dust off of it, re-look at it, and set those boundaries, set those goals, set what what that pretty picture destination is going to look like at this point. If, like I said, this is the first time you're doing it, I want you to do this as a draft run because I want you to start to get your mentality and your perspective around seeing where your future state is, what it could look like, and starting to define what are some of those capabilities. All right. So as always, there's going to be a PDF that you can download if you're in the mobile app. When you download that PDF, it'll have many of these categories that we talked about today, where we talked about kind of 
What are you going to do from a reset standpoint? What are you going to do and kind of how are you going to manage your week so that you have time off, whether it's that no meeting day that I mentioned, whether it's kind of the boundaries you're going to put in place as far as the hours that you're working. We're going to talk a little bit in the in the document about the planning and understanding kind of that six months and 12 months view of your of your business from a financial standpoint, professional standpoint, and business impact. And I think that's going to be it for this episode. I had one other thing on my mind. That's why you kind of heard a little bit of hesitation there, but I don't want to load you guys up too much. So I would love for you to sit down and knock out those things and let's start creating a quick conversation in the episode. Let me know what you're doing, where you're going, what you think those been those boundaries are going to be. And also let me know about the mentality, about how you feel about being a solopreneur. Do you feel like you have the right kind of mental state to make sure you're getting that balance, to make sure you're getting that kind of flow in your business? Or do you feel like you're struggling? Because if you are, let me know what you think you're struggling with. And what we'll do is make sure we incorporate it into a future episode. All right, with that, we're going to wrap up this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.